Welcome to the first official episode of Floss Life. That's what I'm calling it. Floss Life. Yeah. Like teeth flossing? Kind of, but like we're flossing. Cleaning out the dirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with Lamont Holt, uh, an extraordinary skateboarder slash YouTuber who does a lot of really um, all over the board type of videos. He's been crushing the game for a while now, a lot longer than most of the skateboard YouTubers, I would say. Uh, yeah, and I'm here just to have a little conversation about what he's doing, what he's up to, and just his life. Because I think it's an interesting story that needs to be shared with the masses. Is that a good start? You say mask? Ma ma okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was just going to start off by asking, what do you enjoy more, music or skateboarding? Oh. Um enjoy more okay it just depends honestly because there was a time where i couldn't stand skateboarding i'll go out because i had all these expectations of like i gotta get these clips i gotta do this this and that and i started screaming that i hate skateboarding I hate like while skateboarding like while skateboarding mad. to the yeah. filmers i was like i hate i can't do this anymore and but there's now that i don't really care about all that when i'm skating it it's like when i was like 12 years old, I just, I'm happy, it feels good, I just want to do whatever, even if I'm doing a nose star on a curve. But when I listen to music, it motivates me to skate. The one thing about skating that I was gonna say, what do you think the difference is now between, between now, why, why don't you get mad anymore? Because I don't do it for a reason anymore. Right. I don't have no reason of doing it, I just do it for me. I guess that's a reason. but. I don't do it for any expectations. I don't do it to get sponsored or to impress anybody or to obey these certain type of rules. I do it just because I generally said that word wrong <laughs> because I <laughs> just do it just for myself because YouTube, being a YouTuber, being creative and free kind of really canceled out all those expectations and rules. I feel that. I agree, actually, that happened to me. That Yeah, same thing pretty much happened to me. But when did you decide, like at one point, or how many years into skating, and why did you just sort of just decide to be like, I'm not gonna do this anymore for chasing sponsors, or, yeah. When everybody kicked me off. Uh, true. <laughs> <laughs> I was skating for like, uh, I've been skating for 13 years now. And you know, I had sponsors, I started off with like a skate shop sponsor, and then build up to like some pretty big skate sponsors in the industry. And then I started having these problems with some of the core skaters. And you know, if you one of the biggest skaters, if you piss off one person or if they don't like you, everybody in the industry starts talking about you. It's true, it's true. Did you have a specific person that you pissed off? <laughs> oh, it's like that too? <laughs> I'm not gonna name names. What, 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 is, what, what were you doing these to piss people off? I ain't do shit. Really? <laughs> I ain't did shit, man. I ain't this shit to be myself. It's a certain nigga, when I was on Element, a certain dude, and I heard from another dude who's a big pro and a black like me. It's all, okay, this is, he got me kicked off of my favorite team, and that's Element. Another black dude got you kicked off? I guess I just leaved it. Yeah, whatever, another black dude. Whoa. That's what I heard from somebody. Um, I kind of believe it. Um, he had problems with me for some reason. Uh, the guest, my guest could be is because of his homie who was obsessed with some girl that was fucking with me. Mm. Again, 
that's your problem. I don't know the nigga. I don't know any of that. That's his problem. So it could be with that. But whatever. He started making rumors and not liking me. Also, I heard recently is because he thought I was trying to take his style. Now, how childish does that sound? That's crazy, too, because I feel like your skating so unique. And I'm trying to think of everyone on Element. I'm like, you don't look anyone like, like anyone on that team. How do you try to take somebody? This nigga like four years older than me. I'm, 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 and it's kind of arrogant for him to think that. Like, oh, this dude's trying to cop my Steve. Trying to cop my Steve. And it's funny because I heard it from somebody who's really close to him and he's in the industry too. So it's like, anyways, what was the question again? Um, what was like, oh my God, I already forgot. What was the point in which you decided to like stop doing everything? Oh. And like what happened and who did you <laughs> piss off? And So, again, when... Skateboarding is so small, so whoever's at the top, if they don't like you, you're not gonna make it in their world. Whatever the fuck that is. Their world. Yeah. So, so a few a few niggas who didn't like me, and literally, one of y'all favorite skaters out there came up to me, in my face, after damn near about to jump me. I never told you that story, huh? No. I didn't know any, like, the stuff you're telling me now is all new to me. Yeah, I never tell nobody on camera. I just don't want to say names because I got a kid and I don't feel like dealing with niggas. I mean, you're saying like one of people's favorite skaters on Element. This 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 is this is one of your favorite skaters who ain't relevant now, oh. but he was hella relevant. Um. Anyways, same problem with the dude from Element. The same whatever. I don't know. They they dislike me over some stupid shit over some rumors and all that. They catch me in a, a parking lot. And this is like the second time they approached me like this. Pretty much, long story short, there's like 10 of them niggas. I'm not even over exaggerating. 10 of them niggas. I'm thinking all the niggas want to beat my ass. I'm thinking that. Are these element writers? No, these are people. This okay. is not even element writers. Gotcha, gotcha. It's not even element writers somewhere. I'm thinking all the niggas want to beat my ass. Um, so, uh, only two of them were sponsored, and the rest of them were just their niggas. Oh, okay. Okay, so one of them was pro. The pro is talking to me, telling me, I don't like you, this, 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 and this, and that. I know people from Primitive and all these sponsors that I was on at the time. I got to say, I could say this, this, and that. I'm up here. He said this. I'm up here. You're down here. What? I got mine. You're trying to get yours. Pretty much telling me he can, he can fuck it up for me. And I'm asking him why, why, why he couldn't give me a reason. Because I know it's some bullshit. Anyways, I'm not about to get jumped. I'm walking away from him because he's on some bullshit. He's still telling me to get out the car. No, he's like really trying to get it to the point where I can get angry. I'm a patient dude. I can get angry and they have the excuse to jump me. But it's how you know he was on some bullshit because one of his homies that was in the group had to grab him and tell him to stop fucking with the kid. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm saying, I'm, so I'm guessing <laughs> this dude's not an element anymore. This wasn't an element, dude. Oh God! But this is I can tell you once. I'm not gonna. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, well, um, that's insane. So what I heard initially from the like the start of why people were kind of just like kind of pushing you away is that they didn't like that you were starting a rap career. That was one of the things too. So I mean that that's all marketing. I, I'm not. That's all like I can't really dog companies out for that. So if you if your image is just only skating. And something somebody's doing something else i understand it i understand it but i still think it's weird i think it's weird that if somebody has like another passion to discredit them for that passion especially if it's 
I mean, hip, it's funny because hip hop, rap, whatever is so, so popular now. Like anyone who's doing that is gonna get more respect nowadays, like with culture in general, with kids in general. So it's crazy to see that at one time they weren't down for it. Well, they told me, it was multiple things. It was the rapping, they told me, first they told me, this is before I started doing skits and really going into YouTube. This was, was when I was just doing uh, videos for Nigel's channel, mm -hmm. just doing just straight tricks. But then I started slowly coming up with ideas of doing some type of comedy with it. So I did that one video where it's like the craziest skateboarding trick ever. And I ollied off a little curve and everybody went crazy. That was a long time. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It was a long time ago. I did a remake of it too, but the first one I did was at that time. And they used that as an example. They said, I can't do stuff like that. They said, it's funny, but it's not fitting the image. So with these companies, were you talking to the heads of the companies? Were they, yeah. oh, wow. It was like four, four dudes. I mean, it was just one company I was saying this. Um, not all the companies were thinking like that, but the majority of the companies were like that at the moment. And then they mentioned the rapping and they told me, I can't rap. They said, don't rap if you want to be a part of it, or at least create a rap name. And honestly, at the time, and this is why I didn't hop on YouTube uh, sooner, like how I did now, at the time I was like, all right, I'll stop with the, the comedy and stuff, I'll stick to the straight skating, but I'm not gonna stop the music. In my heart, I really believe in the music, and that's how I still feel. And I think that's—I told them that, and they gave me that what they gave me, what they told me. If they told me I want, if I want to get to the next level, they said I gotta do this, this, and that. I didn't stop with the music. So I told them I said like, I'm not gonna stop with the music. That's awesome. So like a few weeks later, I got that text. Oh. So that was like that—that's what set them off. Is you saying that you're not gonna stop? They didn't even try to work around that. They were like, oh no. It's just like, it's no point. Man. To me, that makes no sense at all because <laughs> I, I feel like as a pro skater, it's funny because it seems like a lot of times in skateboarding, they lure you into this being pro and what that entails, but usually that's what, making minimum wage for almost any company. Damn near. Yeah. I mean, what the, what the point of, I feel like the point. But if you can't, if you don't even have the time to build something new for when your skate career ends, which is really early in life, like music can last forever. You can be 40 years old doing music. And you can reach so many people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can exactly. reach so many people with skateboarding and that's okay because not everybody understands skateboarding, but everybody understands music, art, things like that. Mm -hmm. So if you have a passion, if you're a skateboarder and have a passion for music, you could get big in that and get a bigger reach, which can help bring skateboarders a bigger reach. Not just you, a lot of other people, which can bring more money to the skaters who are busting their ass off of El Toro and still sleep on their mom's couch. Exactly, exactly. See, people don't think about the bigger picture. And it's so easy to get that one person up there to help everybody else. It's like, it's like what I always tell my people in, in the group, it's like, don't be crabs. Crabs in a bucket, they, when one crab tries to escape, they grab it, grab them and pull them down. Right, right. That's what skate industry, whatever, it's core skater, whatever the fuck you want to call them. Right. That's what they were doing at the time. They're kind of, I feel like they're switching up a little bit now because they're starting to realize, but that's what the majority of them do. What you need to do is push one person up and then have that person throw down the rope or pit his hand out and pull people up. And the more people up there, the easier to get the rest of them up there. And that's how my vision was with the music. Help push me up with my music. I'm not saying be fake. If you don't fuck with the music, don't fuck with the music. But most people are giving it a chance. Mm. Help push it up. And then once I'm up there with the reach, make everybody on, put everybody on. 
no matter what you do. That makes sense. No, hundred <laughs> percent. I completely agree. I think I think with what we do as the the YouTubers of the industry or whatever you want to call us, I think with us it, it's always been about helping each other. Mm -hmm. And you see it in all of our videos. We're always in collaborations. We're always mm -hmm. pushing each other. It's like mm -hmm. if you send Andy Schrock a box of candy, he'll do it and unbox it. Yep. And like he didn't need to. Man, I'm not a part of Revive or anything like that, but he tells me, come come to Cincinnati. Yeah. Come over there, I'll pay for your hotel, I did this and that. Right. Just out of love. Company, the course I they don't care about you. Oh, They'll man. never, no. Hell they don't care about you. Right? But it's weird because I feel like I see this in the course side, the reason, or one reason that they, I don't know, they, they seem so cold towards everyone because they sort of think that, I don't know, they think they're more valuable than they are. I don't understand the reason that someone who owns a company in the course of skateboarding is so arrogant about what they do. Like, where's I don't know. To me, to me, skateboarding seems so simple, and, and it's just a silly toy. It's fun, and but they take it way too seriously. And it goes like they ruin it for kids. I've right. literally seen kids, and I have proof. I've seen kids while I'm going to Woodward West, right? And the kid is crying on film, crying that I'm in his presence, and I helped him do a trick. Yeah. And now I see the kid. He's super good now, but he's, I have some sponsors. It's like the core side of it. But he don't say anything to me. When he sees me, he acts like he can't look at me. Damn. And I see him often. That's crazy. And it's just like, I know I know he, he's looking at YouTubers in a bad way. But it's like, it's not even the fact of it being YouTube. You got to build your numbers. Mm -hmm. I don't. That's what I'm saying. Like you, ha they have a company. You don't want your riders to have high numbers. How you gonna get? How do, how they go eat? How you go eat? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems like a lot of companies they have like a direction for what they want their brand to look like, and they push everything towards that. But what happens is the people that they're trying to push don't get any love. Like in real life, like once they're done with skating too, especially like they, after that three year pro career, they don't have anything, and it's like. You have to build, I think as a skateboarder, you have to build something else while you're doing that. And now you've got like, you've got multiple things. Now you got music, you got YouTube, you got a lot of stuff. So it's like two questions. Um, one, how does it feel now to be like succeeding? Like, honestly, I, I feel like even what you're doing now, you're, you're more successful. You definitely got bigger numbers than most professional skateboarders. Yeah, that's a lot. It's, it's, that's because it's a lot of professional skateboarders that aren't business smart. That's true. That's not their fault. That's the direction they're trying to chase. But uh, does that give you a good? Does that give you like a hell yeah feeling to be like yeah? Or do you just like I'm just doing me? I don't. I'd stay in the moment. I'm. I'm not really. I don't. Like it's, there's times where I'm like like if a kid comes up to me, you know, like how to do everybody like can I get an autograph? And I'm grateful for that. I point that out to myself. I'm grateful for it. But I'm nowhere near where I really want to be because, like I said earlier. For example, like music, 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 the reach for music is a lot higher than what skateboarding is. Especially now, so right now. It's my expectations and my goals is a lot higher than what skateboarding is. Mm -hmm. And YouTube is just a tool to help get there. So I, I'm grateful for it, but I don't feel any type of like. Yeah, you're not like spiteful towards these companies. Yeah, or like, I just, I gotta keep going. Right. I know you feel the same way. You I do. Keep going. It's always, yes. Yeah, I know you got your goals too. Yeah. I mean, it's good because like with what we did, we, we sort of branched out and now like we kind of control our fate where, you know, you have candy. It's your own company that you're writing for, I guess too, right? I mean, it's, it's like your company. I don't know turn myself pro, but yeah. Right, right. So it's like to, to be in complete control of what you do is a pretty unique feeling. It definitely like causes you to react differently. And I think it's like, 
you sort of get rid of that spite that I felt as well. Like with companies too, I felt the same way where I was like spiteful. Like how dare they, what, what were they thinking, blah, blah, blah. And then eventually when you hustle so hard and move yourself forward, you're kind of like, eh, it doesn't matter. Like they're doing what they do. You just want to like build yourself up. And I mean, yeah, like we, it's kind of unlimited what we can do. And like even seeing what Andy Schrock has done or Braille has done, it's like that we've got a lot of room to grow just within skating, but also with music. SoundCloud music right now is like more popular than I'm, I swear. Like some of them SoundCloud rappers get numbers like Drake. Yeah, it's insane. Because it's it's like that's like the YouTube of music. I would say. Yeah. Got the opportunity. Like you can market yourself a certain way and all this other stuff. But it still comes down to business on that side. That's a whole. That's a crazy industry. What? How did you learn about business? How did you learn how to be so smart about it? I mean, it's the people I've been around. With uh, you know, like Nigel helped out a lot with that. Me too. Yeah. You know, yeah. So you got your perfect example. Nigel helped out a lot with that uh, growing up with him and him teaching me stuff. And then the people that I met through him and through other people, they're just business people and they're smart. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful for that. And that's. Well, how about how about we talk about Nigel just a little bit? Because me and you, me and you have both. We're, dude, honestly, we're both Nigel kids. Like there, there's a group of kids. I mean, he, he brings kids in all the time into skateboarding. He's always skating with like the youngest kids, brings them in. And with me, it was a little older. I think with Lamont, Lamont, I remember coming into the scene with a video park that did crazy well numbers for any skate park. And it was cause Nigel was pushing it. Cause Nigel was getting crazy numbers compared to any other skateboarder. And like to push out a Lamont part, Lamont instantly became like a name right away. Cause I remember being like, who the hell is this kid? Lamont, what? And then like, it was like him, and I think he was pushing a few other people at the time, maybe Carlos, Jeff one. Carlos Vega, Jeff came a little later. But right, was, but Carlos Vega, did, for some reason, didn't even get the same clout you did. You, you for some reason, had something, because I think you also had personality videos where you went to Woodward with Nigel. I was just doing, a lot of them weren't, a lot of people that were playing Game of Skates with and stuff like that, they weren't talking. Yeah. They were just skating, yeah. just skating. They were just skating. I was talking, being energetic, I was just being myself. And I think Nigel kind of noticed that and he would embrace that a little more. And not not just with me, but along with other people, but not everybody has a personality everybody can relate to. That's true. Like Not everybody. I see what you're saying because even Carlos Vega is like, I'm sure Carlos Vega is an amazing dude, but you never see his personality on film. Like, I don't know how that dude is. He was just super focused on becoming the greatest he is, I know too. that doing his thing like he was only skating for like I think three years at the time I was already at six and he was better than me that <laughs> felt so good but yeah no that was that was a really fun time for me to watch too because at the time that was when I was too cool for YouTube so at the time I was watching it going like like oh what's all this YouTube stuff but then your videos and Nigel's videos are what sort of got me to go to the other side because it was like because you guys were I would say like a little more, um, like a little more hood or something than like the Cincinnati guys who, who this is a, a little inside information. Cincinnati guys, I wasn't super feeling when I first saw them. When I first saw their videos, I was kind of like, eh, it's not for me. A lot of people felt that way. Right. I mean, it just is what it is. It's, first of all, it's a whole different area. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be a whole different type of people. True. And I mean, it just is what it is because you're gonna listen to who's, who, who influences you at the moment yeah. for you have your real judgment on them. Right, like the people you relate to the most. Like with me, it was like I relate to, well, I was living in South Carolina when I noticed you and Nigel, but it was like, Nigel was 100% like the mesh, the perfect mixture of core skateboarding and YouTube. 
he was doing YouTube, he was really successful at it. And he was bringing up all these kids who were just like these random kids. He would, I swear he just goes in the ghetto and finds these kids, like, which is super dope. Like he just, he like- That's a good thing about it. I don't, I don't see no negativity in that. You know how the people have something to say about each YouTuber? Mm -hmm. Anybody that has to say something about him hanging out with the kids or whatever. It's like how you just said he gets the kids from the ghetto. Yeah. have talent and puts them on. Yeah. And I was definitely one of those kids from the ghetto mm -hmm. that he picked me up every day, put me in his videos. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and the people do trip on it. It's like, no, Nigel's like, he's one of the last people who just puts out straight good skate content. You know what I mean? Like, it's like 10 minutes of skateboarding every single day just because these kids will murder themselves for his channel. And it's like, it's really inspiring. I love seeing what Nigel's doing. I love seeing that he's like a mixture of the worlds. But I also love seeing the core side doing what they're doing. I feel like they're still growing. But it's really inspiring to see dudes who are like underground a little more, I would say. I think the YouTubers are people who you know, people who take the reins and get to do what they do. And seeing what you get to do, is it's like really inspiring actually. Seeing you making a company, and now you got a huge following, kids trip all the time seeing you. It's like, it's really sick seeing that now. So, and I just wanna say also, the reason Lamont came over in the first place is because Candy has a new line of shirts. He's got three new shirts. They're super, who designed these for you? Uh, my boy, Eric. Okay, because I was gonna say, I was like, these are really good. Yeah, Ain't no way you that talented with art. He's amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, well, it's really dope. And then if I know anything about making clothes, it's hard. It's like, and it takes money to yeah. get things going. So it's really, it's really cool to see that you're in a position to be able to afford also buying a line of clothes. Yeah. Um, so also you can check that out in the description below if you want to see that, because Candy has been running strong for a long time. They used to make boards. Are you gonna be making more boards? Yeah, we're, we're in the process. Actually, I've been waiting on these boards for a minute, like two months now, but we're in the process of, we have a lot of designs and it works for boards, but yeah, just wait on it. <laughs> oh yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna come and swing in. Um, but also for you, what's like, uh, big plans in the future? I know you have music in mind, I know you have YouTube, I'm sure. I'm not sure, what, what's, what's your big plans coming up? Well, I mean, music is always gonna be there. All, all the stuff that I'm doing is always gonna be attacked. But for the YouTube channel, big things are coming with that new evolution for my channel, I can't say much about it, but the value of my channel is gonna be ridiculous. And I do a lot of skits, I do a lot of big projects like that. And I feel like, I felt like ever since I had a kid and I had to be on my own, I had to start making more money. And skits take time, like once a week, twice a week maybe, but you're not gonna make enough money, especially with the views I'm getting at the moment, to pay the bills that I have. And that made me start doing more vlogs and doing things that, not that I really dislike, but I didn't really want to do. I really just want to do skits. So this, this partnership that I'm about to have is really going to help me just focus on quality skits. I have so many ideas. That's exciting. The value is about to be crazy. The value, the value is about to be crazy. That's super exciting to see. Dude, it's, it's awesome when, when, I don't know, he, he's, he's keeping me out of the loop too, trust me. There's no, I don't even know what's going on either, but it seems like it's a really good deal. Especially like, one thing that uh, I've, I've even made fun of before and totally regretted making fun of is like, if there's an outside opportunity for a skateboarder to make extra money doing what he loves to do, um, I think it's a great thing. I think it's really cool that people want to invest in skaters in the first place because they realize that we have a passion. We're talented people. I mean, it, it's like, no, not very many people have physical talent like we do and i think it's a very respectable trait i think a lot of people actually see what we do and they like aspire to be like us even if they don't skate 
So for us to receive money and for people to believe in us is always a cool thing. Even if people are like, damn, taking a brand deal from blah, blah, Red Bull, blah, blah. It's like, it's cool that they look at skaters and think like, I'll give you some money for doing what you do. Who teases Red Bull? They need to get slapped. <laughs> like if you get some Red Bull stuff and they're teasing you, they need to get slapped. Yeah, I've seen it way too much, man. Like, I, I don't know. It's just skateboarding can be. Yeah, let me just be broke. Exactly, like, exactly. Yeah, you, like, I, I actually made a video about um, people wearing Thrasher shirts, and it was really, you're responsible for one of my favorite ones, but it's basically just like, like, these dudes are seriously, like, they, they live, they live, you know, a three-bedroom apartment, or they live in one bedroom apartment with three people, is what I'm saying, and they are professional skateboarders. That's what I'm saying, it's like, they have to, they have to have to grow up, like, with all the money they have, like, from their parents, they have to be, like, privileged or something for mm -hmm. them to say, like, no, don't get money from Red Bull. Oh, that's funny. Right. Like, like for example, with me, I didn't. First one, my my first skateboard was no grip tape. My grandma couldn't buy grip tape. She bought the board, thank God, but she couldn't get the grip tape. So, why would I want to stay stuck? To not, I'm getting mad now. Like, why would I want to? <laughs> yeah, be, yeah, right. You know what I mean? It's just like making me angry. Why are people so? Why aren't people? Yeah, why are people against like? us getting help from other people to do what we love to do. But then I get it, uh, I kind of get it a little bit, but then it, it's contradicting for them because I understand they want to keep it skateboarding and keep it as a strong type of family thing where it's for skateboarders and they take care of the skateboarders. Mm -hmm. But like I said, with the reach, how are you supposed to do that if you can't reach out and get more people to come and look at the skateboarders and invest? It's true. It's true, and you're in a very solid position to do that, man. Music. You're gonna reach a big audience. YouTube, big audience. Skateboarding, not so big. It's not so big. It, it's pretty big, but the other two definitely. I mean, if you're if you're good at it, if you're good at other things, if you're good at doing music and stuff, and you find that you have other talents, 100% go for it, no matter what. Even if people in your industry aren't gonna be with it, it's okay because there's gonna be other people who are down for you. And if you just grow people, if if there are people that like you out there, it doesn't matter what the big dogs think of you because all you need is the support of the people push you through. Is that a good time to wrap it up, you think? Let's go this whole video. Man, I don't know. I feel like I, I want to ask like five more questions. I can keep going. I, I want to ask, <laughs> I honestly, I do want to ask about like your home life because I feel like that's like something that's never, okay. nobody knows, I don't think anyone knows anything about your home life. I don't be, yeah, because I don't really, I'm not the type of guy to just be like, oh yeah, this, this and that. Right. You know, so you can ask me, whatever. I am because I'm trying to get views, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just kidding, I'm just kidding. Um, well, without I guess you don't you don't you can give as much detail as you want, but um, what is what what's like? What age did you move out on? What was it like for your like parents to hear about you wanting to pursue skateboarding and, and do music? Like, what was the whole atmosphere behind all that? And you have a little brother that's in all your videos too. Yeah, hundred percent brother, not half brother, or anything. Half. half. Okay, okay. Oh, it's about to get. Oh shit. <laughs> okay, but <laughs> so I just peed. But the last thing that I was talking about. Asking about Lamont's, uh, yeah, asking about his little brother. What's the story behind that? Sort of like, it's weird to ask about home life because it's such a personal thing, but I'm just interested in sort of like how your parents reacted to what you do and what they think. And you did mention earlier to me about grandma mm -hmm. is watching over your little brother, and I'm just interested in the story about that. Okay, so uh, let me see how to start this. Hmm. Okay, so my grandparents took care of me all my life since I was one. My mom, she got addicted to some drugs, but she's good now, but she's been addicted all my life. My dad was in jail, typical black shit, right? So 
younger brother came into life around when I was five or something like that. And I was living with my grandparents at the time. Um, Which was, parent do you guys share? My mom. Gotcha. We have the same mom, different dads. He doesn't have his dad either. His dad is somewhere else being stupid. Uh, so he came into the life. What was the other question when, when I started skating? Yeah, what did they think about your skating? And and I guess I guess uh, you said your dad wasn't around. So what was your mom thinking of your skating or your grandma as well? Yeah, my mom and dad wasn't around. My grandma and grandpa were pretty much my mom and dad. So my grandpa hated it. I'm talking about talking about hated it. I'm talking about this. He would take my board and try to snap it outside, like break it in what? front of me. He would put me on punishment for coming home before like seven or something because I'll be out skating to school or something. I'll be doing something. Or if, if I show too much love for skating, he would get scared and think it's so flamboyant and flamboyant? Homosexual. That was the vibe behind skating with your My grandpa, yeah, because what? he's an old school black dude. It was just like do NBA, something like that. More grapple was really about like girls. Like Whoa. I never knew skateboarding had the vibe of being gay to people. At that time, for black people, yeah, because it was all like all they thought was like the music, like rock and all this other stuff. So they thought skinny jeans and gotcha. long hair and whatever. Um so he even put me on punishment. He would tell the family that I'm I'm worshiping the skateboard. I'll be in a room she said I'll be in a room worshiping my skateboard, sleeping with my skateboard. And embarrassing me, telling telling my family I'm gay, I'm, my friends are what? gay, and putting me through hell. Uh, even times when we go to J.C. Penney's and buy me school clothes, he they would let me pick my clothes. And it was one time where I was like, oh, I see a skate lab shirt, picked it out, had some skulls around it. He went berserk, like he started screaming, saying, "See the skateboarding things gonna make you to the devil." Worship the devil and all this other stuff, and wouldn't let me buy that shirt. Pretty much went crazy about it. I didn't care. I kept skating. Um, my grandma listened to my grandpa because you know it's her husband. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it kept me out of trouble. I guess what they didn't notice is that everybody else in that household was doing bad things like gang banging, selling drugs, or something stupid mm -hmm. like that and i was just skating yeah and uh what so so you're saying that you kept skating who was supporting it like what was convincing you to keep skating if the family wasn't even backing it i just really loved it i just really wanted to be sponsored and be like these pros i wanted to be like day one song and ronnie Mullen at the time and i i don't know when i did tricks it really helped me escape. I know it sounds cheesy like everybody else says, but it it really helped me escape all the problems that was in that in my household at the time. It I would if I did a trick or try to learn a trick, that's all I'll think about. So any problems that's happening, that's all I'll be thinking about at the moment. Yeah. Cause I, I was just that addicted to skateboarding. And also too, I had that goal of wanting to make it in skateboarding and get this money and get my family off the hood. Yeah. And then as I grow up, I find out these niggas is stupid. <laughs> but, you know. Well, I'm glad you kept skating. That's uh, that's dope. But I definitely, I mean, I definitely relate to the, the idea of skateboarding being a release from it all. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I think a lot of the things that people don't really realize with skateboarders, and maybe one reason that people think it's so cool is because skateboarders, 
it seems to be for kids who need an escape from whatever they're going through. Like it seems, cause it's such a weird thing to do. You ride on this piece of wood all day and people like you, I'm sure when you started, you had to have skated like most of the day. Oh yeah, all day. Yeah, all day. All Just day. because like, cause you got good really fast. Like you got good in like six years or whatever, right? And like with me too, it's like I was I was getting better than my friends, but I was skating all day. Yeah. And there's got to be a reason that you're like spending all day doing this rather than hanging out with your family, rather than hanging out with your friends. I mean, you hang out with friends, but like there's got to be a reason why you're spending so much time just like standing on this toy, jumping up and down. I didn't have no family really to like. I couldn't hang out with my family. If I hung out with my family, I'll die. <laughs> I'm talking about man, my family was all right. So in the household was my grandma, my grandpa, me. And my older cousin, Dante wasn't there yet. My my younger uh, bro, my cousin was probably like I think five years older than me. He was into gang stuff. Yeah. So hanging out with him wasn't. I'm talking about like I had to run back home plenty of times trying to trying to play with him and his friends, do hide and seek or whatever. They were watching me or whatever. I had to run home because the cops was arresting him for I don't know what gang bangers outside the house asking for him because I think they wanted to kill him type of stuff. Jesus. Stuff like that. So me hanging out, being around my family wasn't wasn't smart. Skateboarding was. Skateboarding was. And I never really liked playing video games. Like I had some fun doing it sometimes, but I didn't really like video games and I liked writing a lot. Like I wrote stories a lot. But besides that, I just wanted to be physical and skate. So when you do these so you do a lot of scripts as well, and in, in the scripts you make jokes all the time about like not having a dad there and stuff. All the time. Is that a, is that, what do, you, what do you think that's about? It, it's really cool that you can joke about it. I mean. Well, the way I do my jokes is more of like, it's either mocking people or making your problems okay. Like making people feel okay about their problems that, that they can relate to my problems. So with the dad situation, like I made a character called Papa Hope or whatever. So he's a character that that plays my dad if he was here in my life. Gotcha. And how he would act and all this other stuff in, in a funny way. Yeah, so, but my dad wasn't a, like, okay, I don't know if he was a bad person or not because he's obviously in jail, but he was, you know, he cared about me, you know, that stuff, but he just wasn't there for me. Just couldn't be there for me. Was he there for any of the time in your life? Until I was 30. Until you were 30, gotcha. Yeah. And he's in jail for what? For the long haul or? I don't know exactly. Okay. I don't know exactly, but even if I did, I probably can't say it. <laughs> so, so right now though, okay. So through all that, what what age were you when you moved out? Okay, so excuse me. I moved out. I was forced out down there, seventeen years old. Um, so I was staying with my grandma and grandpa in Inglewood. I still live there right now, but I was living with them at the time. My grandpa was dying off of cancer. And a lot of other things he was dying so once he died my grandma went crazy like she just for a while she went crazy uh-huh. so my aunt which is her daughter who stays a couple hours away kind of a good neighborhood kind of uh forced her to move out there so she could take care of her okay. and i wanted to become a pro skater and la is a place to be all right so i had i i I told her I'm not going out there with you. I'm gonna figure it out and stay out here. So when she left, she took my little brother with him, and that's before he started skating. Um, I just went house to house, couch to couch. Gotcha. Over and over, doing it, filming with Nigel, 
where we're trying to get sponsored. That was about the time Nigel came into the picture? Nigel was there a few, couple years before. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, like, I'm not about to live with him. You know, right, right. Family. So I was just going house to house. He picked me up. I'll try to skate. So I'm like, I got to get it going. I got to get it going. That's yeah. crazy. That's a... That's crazy about the grandma. Honestly, it's it's sort of a relatable story as well. I mean, I can't go too much detail, but yeah, when there's like separation in the family, like it's crazy when if someone loses. I always think it's a really weird topic because I have a little bit of experience with it, but like when there's like two people who like grow old together and then one is isn't there, it, it's weird how the other one, like their they don't even know their own personality. It's like I don't know. It's I, a lot with her because well, my, my grandpa died, so my grandma. Just like couldn't function, it's it, but she it, still can't function down there. That's crazy. Like it seems strange to me because it seems like you would just go back to who you were and be like, "Oh, this is really sad." But literally, they, I feel like they like lose a part of their brain or something. That's well, funny. they were married since she was sixteen. I really appreciate Lamont stopping by. I also have a thing you mentioned that you were growing up inspired by Daywon Song, and in one of your videos recently, I saw you skating with Daywon Song in a mini ramp. And he seemed like he was super down. Okay, this is crazy. Day One Song is one of the best skateboarders of all time. Day One Song also hates when people film him for the most part. Like when he goes on trips, he has one designated filmer and then anybody else who tries to film him, he'll walk away. He'll get like, cause he gets nervous. I think he just gets nervous. And uh, cause he's not a dick. He's not like, go away. But I watched in Lamont's video, he's hyped. Lamont and his friends are filming him and he's just excited to get tricks with you guys. What's, how's that relationship? So I met him when I was like 11 in oh. either way at the our first skate park go to Inglewood. Is that where he lives? Who him? Yeah. No, no, no. I live in Inglewood. Right. He, he lives if he lived in Inglewood shit. Ain't <laughs> <laughs> hey, no hope for anyone. <laughs> he lives I don't know where he lives, but that mini ramp was there. He likes that mini ramp. Yeah. So he was coming around and he was always my favorite skater. I think I made him at eleven or thirteen. Whatever. So some somewhere around that age. Um started talking to him. I told him he's my favorite skater. This place skating. I was just energetic, and he always remembered me since then. And you know, I know he came across my videos throughout the years, and I kept seeing him and all that. So when I saw him that day for that video, I already came to that party with a different idea, and I just told him, I was like, "Yo, you down to just do some skating?" Yeah. He was like, "Yeah, we just do some skating." It's funny. A lot of people were commenting like. Oh, I'm happy you didn't use them as clickbait. And, uh, uh, yeah, you didn't, dude. I clicked that video. I was just watching randomly. I'm like, oh my god, that's day one song. It's just, it's, nah, it's just disrespectful, kind of. Right. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Especially when you finally get a chance to skate with someone who has had such an impact in your life, and then you're just like throwing him on the title, like day one song approached me and that killed shows my weakness family. too. I'll say. What? That shows weakness too. Right. 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 Like you got it. Yeah, yeah, it kind of makes you make makes you seem a little inferior by being like putting him at such a pedestal. You want him to think that you guys are equal. I feel like um, it's just it's just like self. Like I believe in myself so much. I don't need to use anybody else for clickbait. Obviously, it's time and place for it. You know, right? Like, I've done my fair fair shares of clickbait. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done that Kylie Jenner lookalike type of stuff. Yeah. So see, yeah, that type that type type of thing is like. You kind of have to. People right. need to see that type, that that Kylie Jenner looking like. Mm-hmm. People don't. You don't need to keep being looking thirsty like that. That's true. If um, if there's any story that walk away from one time, this guy I was listening to in, in an interview, he went to Kanye's house, and he went upstairs, and the first thing that you see when you go into Kanye's house is this giant picture of Kanye West, 
in Kanye's house, and he was like, yo, why do you have a picture of yourself on your wall? And he's like, because I was the first dude who believed in me. It's like, it's hilarious, but it's like, <laughs> but it's true though. It's like, it's like, there's, there's something really powerful about believing yourself more than anyone else will because you have to, for anyone else to believe in you, I feel like you do have to believe that you're someone, and some people think of it as arrogance, but it's like, I don't know, I think we all have the capability of doing a lot of crazy stuff, and some of us have tapped into it a little earlier, like you you clearly tapped into like being like, you know what, I believe in myself, I can do this, and there's a lot of people out there who just like, they might even think you're arrogant for it, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people think, everybody thought I was cocky. But that's what I'm saying, <laughs> but it's just you believing in yourself when it's like, when you need that, like if you, if you didn't believe in yourself, life would be harder. Yeah, That's it. Nobody else more confident. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's like it's like you were in the position where you had to believe in yourself or you couldn't survive. So people who hate on you for it, they don't know what that's like. Yeah. I had my godmother. Uh, she she came into my life a little later uh, when I started skating, and she she helped a lot and believed in me. So I'm thankful for that. That's good. Yeah. That's a blessing. Um, and your little brother's name is what, Devante? Dante. Oh, God. He's a <laughs> Dante. Just added so many syllables. <laughs> go watch this and be like, he watches your videos. Oh, hell yeah. yeah. Um, he likes your videos. That's awesome. Yeah, I met, I met him the other day, and um, I was, like, nervous to approach him. Because he was, like, a celebrity <laughs> to me. I'm like, damn, that's Dante. That's in uh, Lamont's videos. Um, but no, he's a... So that's like a, that's a pretty big blessing in your life to have your little brother come in to be in your skits now and now you're filming videos with your little brother. He's the only one I got to. He's not the only one because I have other brothers, but he's the only one that lived with me. Uh, he got to witness everything, so he knows exactly what I'm talking about. Right. Exactly. And uh, Jarrell too. Jarrell knows a little more than I mean, a little less than Dante. Jarrell mm-hmm. lived down the street, but Dante knows everything of these jokes. That's dope. <laughs> that's good. All right, on that positive note, I think we're going to end this right now. Lamont Holt, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me. Of course. And uh, yeah, if you want to check out everything, I'll put it in the description below. Check out his channel, of course, and check out his new Candy Co. clothing line, a.k.a. Skateboards, a.k.a. You're going to do everything, huh? Just, just Yeah, whatever. I might do socks and... The whole shebang. Tacos or whatever. Tacos. All right, look out for candy tacos coming out <laughs> soon. Uh, yeah, hope you enjoy and yeah, let me know below who else you want me to talk to and let us know what you think about this interview Also go to Lamont's channel and give him some love and be like yo that was deep I respect you or just tell him you hate him whatever no. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> enough <for> that. <laughs> I take that back. Anyways, take care guys. Uh, yeah, see you soon for another video